Hello and welcome to the Performance Cycling Podcast. This is a Prem Lap. I'm Jason Hammond. I'm here with Todd Norwood. Hey Jason. So today's Prem Lap, we're going to talk a little bit about a concept called polarized training. And that's a little bit different than the training approaches we've talked about in more recent episodes where we talk about a typical periodization cycle and you're doing base and then you're building and then you have a, you know, a race phase and you go through and you have a very structured approach to this. Periodization, if you look at it over time, what you'd see, if you look at the intensities and the volume of the training, you see that most of the training volume over the course of say a year actually ends up being relatively lower intensity. Certainly most of it falls well below threshold. And only in those very specific periods do you have training stimulus that's at threshold or that's above threshold in the very high intensity, especially around those race periods. But relative volume, that's actually quite small. It's a very small percentage. And so polarized training, the idea is why don't we do that for our cycles? Our cycles are this polarized approach where we have a lot of lower intensity, but then some small amount of these high intensity rides. And this is actually a particular paper out of 2014. And what they did is they compared nine week cycles for four different training approaches. The approaches were a high volume, low intensity approach, this would be similar to what we've called base training in prior episodes, where we're really focusing on low intensity riding for long duration. The other approach was high intensity interval training. So this is all intervals that are performed, very short workouts, and the interval work is above your threshold. Third approach was a threshold-based training program. So the idea is that the volume and the, most of the volume of these workouts were right at your training threshold. And then the last one was this polarized approach. And I'm going to go ahead and describe that. But any questions before I go ahead and describe the polarized approach? No, I, I'm interested in the, the results. Okay, so here we go. So they did this for nine weeks. And what it was, it was three blocks of three weeks. So you had two weeks on, there were the training weeks, the volume intensity weeks, and then one week that was recovery and repeat three times. And that was the case for all these approaches. And I'm just going to talk about what it looked like for the polarized approach, because I think that's the most different than what we've talked about in the past. So it was six workouts a week, and what they sort of had three pairs of workouts they would do during these weeks. So they'd have two hour-long workouts that consisted of high-intensity intervals, and those were intervals were all super threshold workouts. Okay, so really short, high-intensity bursts. They had two workouts that were between two and a half and four hours, and that progressed over the course of the nine weeks. They started in the two and a half hour range and then towards the end of the protocol, they were up around four hours. And those were all your endurance-based rides, low intensity, high volume. With, in addition to that, within that ride, they did six to eight five-second sprints. And then the third set was um, 90 minutes zone two riding an endurance ride. Okay, so you can hmm. see that most of the riding is really low low intensity, save the one or two interval workouts a week and the handful of sprints on the, the long ride days. 
Okay. So six sessions a week, just like that. Um, I didn't calculate the time offhand, but I want to say it's 13 hours would be the long week, roughly. So it's also not a crazy duration training program. And usually for these studies, they'll make sure all groups do the same total volume. Right, right. And the, diff the difference is really the intensity or how it was executed over the time. So what happened with this? So it turns out this polarized approach got the best results ac across the number of parameters that influence our endurance. And so the parameters I saw, the most significant increases that were in favor of the polarized approach were increases in VO2 peak, increases in time to exhaustion, increases in peak power, and increases in power at uh, four millimolar concentration of lactate, which most of us call FTP or threshold. So you know, these are all the parameters that we would look at in terms of increasing our endurance. It's maybe an atypical training approach compared to what we're used to. We might have different interval structure over our period. We might have three weeks on and one week off, but compared to the more traditional approaches, uh, they yielded a better result over a nine week period. So potentially something to look into if you're looking to mix up your training routine a little bit. I think my the th biggest thing I jumped to here is that the other training protocols where they only did one type of workout, it's likely the body stopped compensating for the stimulus of that workout. Whereas for the polarized approach, they had such a variety of workouts that they were simultaneously able to improve these different areas of their their performance and that was shown in the the final fitness test that their overall fitness was higher sure and across different parameters i guess my feeling to a certain level though is i would have expected the threshold training group to at least have been comparable to or maybe even better for power at threshold for a nine-week period if that's what you were focused on well, I think that's interesting because um, we've we've definitely talked about this in other episodes of what does the training stimulus actually train? We definitely talked about how threshold might not be the best option for improving your aerobic capacity because the time in zone is relatively low compared to um, something like endurance pace. And so actually, this is a great example of where doing the thing that you want to get better at might not actually be the best way to get better at it. You, you need to maximally train the engine, the underlying production of the energy, rather than just sitting at the zone that you want to get better at. Right. And the other thing I think this says is you can't just do base to do it. There was a high volume group. Ostensibly, this was a decently high volume at low intensity, but they add that those couple intensity workouts and that made a significant difference when you compare those two. Yeah, so it seems like this is maybe um, a bit of a gateway into more research or allows us to you know, look at riding and looking at athlete development a little bit differently. But yeah, I think you brought up a very good point with how come the, the threshold group wasn't better at threshold than the polarized group. And uh, that, that leads into a lot more research and uh, potentially some speculation on our end, uh, maybe in a future episode. Yep, but I think at the end of the day, it says that your training needs to be varied to yield the best results. Yep, so that's all we have for the Prem Lap. Get out there and go ride your bike. <laughs>